AJ Styles walk around the corner and seeing an Undertaker poster and getting PSD. I like that. Yeah, that was funny. Although, like, I think I put on the Twitter, like, how come, like, um, whenever AJ Styles walks on screen, everyone just looks at him and go, hey, I thought you were dead. <laughs> Why are they not doing that? That is, like, an absolute crime while that isn't happening. Tonight, the Conquistador stepped back into history for WWF, the wrestling classic. Entering the tournament tonight, Rowdy Ewan Taylor, Junkyard Cameron Phillips, Corporal Phil Doyle, and Geordie Allen Milburn. Only tonight on the Conquistador. I want to say on the on the other side of the the new Wednesday Night Wars, I, I do feel brave of AEW running a pay per view event during this, and quite a stacked one as well. And was it a stadium stampede match? Yeah, that was the that was AEW two weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, when they when they murdered Vanguard one. Yeah, in a, a brutal and shocking assault. Exactly, but the the idea of Cody versus Lance Archer that that sounds like good fun to me. Yep. Oh, that should be quite cool. With Mike yeah. Tyson presenting the belt at the end, because why not? <laughs> why not? Why yeah, not get a committed well, rapist into it? Why not? You know? Yeah. It's just fine. It'll be interesting. But I'm assuming the stadium stampede's going to be the, the introduction of Vanguard 2 at some point. <laughs> Probably, oh. yeah. Oh, there he is. Hello! Oh, Hello. <laughs> Hello. You're here. It took a long time for that John Cole coming through. They kept saying you were unavailable. Oh, I was just sitting here doing nothing. I was just... <laughs> so what's different? Well, what's different? Hey. Hey. hey! hey, there we are. Grand old, right? Is that all four of us then? That is all four so. of us. Before we go any further, huh? who can guess what I'm eating for me tea? Oh! <laughs> okay, right, so last week, right. was, was it chicken last week or was it lasagna? No, it was lasagna. Lasagna, lasagna. I'll do lasagna last week, last time. Um, I'm going to say pizza. I'm going to say a microwave kebab. No. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going to say one of those, like, rib, microwave rib sandwiches. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, no, all wrong. Okay. It's a Sunday dinner. Wow. Wow. Oh. But have you made it, or is it a microwavable job? Yeah, you put it in the oven. Well, there uh, we go. Okay. <laughs> all right, okay, right, all right. It's not a microwave one. I'll probably, We're in, uh, the right, okay. in the right medium, but the wrong genre of food. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, I think. We're in the right aisle for microwave. We it's just... Sunday, so I thought, you know, I'd have a Sunday dinner. <laughs> Why not? So is it like roast beef and Yorkshire's and... Chicken. Chicken and stuff. Chicken. <laughs> and a Love beer it. as well. <laughs> I've oh. got this drink to have. I've got iron brew. Nice. Oh, I thought it was going to be some tenants there by the sound oh, of the ring. <laughs> oh, I've not been anywhere that tells it yet, Cameron. <laughs> oh, I was like, that sort of... Of uh, Cameron being able to tell by the timber of the ring port what kind of drink it is. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like yes. an episode. That sounds like an episode of You Bet from the early nineties. I was 90s. literally just thinking that some yeah. obscure stuff right, that they were doing that. I will tell the the, the type of drink of ten uh, cans of beer just by the ring port sound. There's only two things I can remember from You Bet. Yep, the themes in my head still, however many years later. How that isn't back yet, I've got no idea. God only knows. 
Is one of them oh, Captain Franklin? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, there's a You Bet episode about wrestling. Was there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. The only two things I can remember that ever was, was done on You Bet was the kid that could tell the the ending to any wrestling match from just watching like the the, the second <laughs> leading up to it wow and so right was that a little the other kid the other kid who could uh, identify which country stamps came from just by licking them oh yeah <laughs> that wow. guy's probably and then, like a killer now Matthew Kelly actually walked up to it at the start and went well you know it's a wonderful unique ability but what possible use is it in a real life <laughs> terms and I think it, the kid was German or something because he went, if I'm ever kidnapped, I will just need a stamp and I will know where I am. Oh, my <laughs> God. God. That is Faultless. my vivid memory Faultless. of You Bet. Here's a real question. You Bet versus Don't Try This at Home. Because Don't Try This at Home had some epic bits. I don't remember that. Really? I don't remember that either. Really? Come on. No. I'm sure don't I remember that. That was, was that Channel 4? No, this is the show that replaced You Bet. Really? How can you replace You Bet? How can you replace You Bet, though? I don't know. Well, clearly they couldn't because the show, I guess, didn't last very long. Yeah, because they had, like, people in the audience that would, like, be invited onto the show to, like, face their fears. You had the Saturday Challenge where basically they picked somebody in the audience to go do something ridiculous for the end of the show. That sounds like they're trying to get, like, the Don't Forget Your Toothbrush audience oh that's another classic show yeah toothbrush welcome to the old tv podcast <laughs> yeah they're just welcomed in 90s television <laughs> <laughs> don't i found a twitter um uh, that actually like tweets out old pages from the radio times i follow a, oh, i follow one that does teletext it's amazing i'm gonna try i'll, I'll try later it's actually but it was like something for like may May whatever 19, 19, 1994 like on a Friday night and I was like yeah I would have been watching all of this <laughs> Channel 4 Friends Cheers Roseanne yeah I would have been in there for that <laughs> Red Dwarf on BBC oh. 2 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 that's why I would have been watching that. that all of that so uh, that'd, be quite, that'd well. be quite an interesting show Re- re-watching an evening from a random page of the Radio Times it'd be amazing <laughs> they're, re- they're really hard to find online. Trust me, they're really well, hard. Like they've done like a they've done like a scan of the archives, but it's just the BBC channels. All right, so you can see what's on the TV okay. and stuff because it was in the TV Times or something back in. The yeah, before. I was going to say the TV Times was for ITV, wasn't it? And the Radio Times was BBC. You had to yeah. buy two separate magazines to find <sighs> out what was going on. So stupid. That's how yeah. it was back in the day. But, but you know, spe- still uh, speaking, and now we have spe- Brettbox. <laughs> speaking of nostalgia, oh, there uh, it is. Uh, if you haven't turned the show off by now, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia, let's talk about old wrestling shows. Yay! Oh, is that why we're here? <laughs> yeah, apparently. I think so. If, if so, I want to I want to question why I've been watching the, the wrestling classic for the last week, few days. I don't know. It feels like I've been watching the wrestling classic for the last eight months. The World Wrestling Federation presents WrestleVision. From the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, it's the Wrestling Classic. Tonight, a 16-man elimination tournament featuring Ricky Steamboat, Adrian Adonis, Tito Santana, Cowboy Bob Orton, Ivan Putzky, Randy Savage, The Junkyard Dog, Terry Funk, Paul Orndorff, Moondog Spot, Corporal Kirshner, The Magnificent Morocco, The British Bulldogs, Davey Boy Smith and The Dynamite Kid, Nikolai Volkov, and The Iron Sheik. 
In addition, the announcement of the winner of the Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud 3. Plus, in the main event, a world heavyweight title bout, Roadie Roddy Piper challenges the champion, Hulk Hogan. And now, Vince McMahon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beautiful Rosemont Horizon in the suburbs of the Windy City, Chicago. We are looking forward, indeed, as was outlined earlier, to the 16-man elimination tournament, a most spectacular, one-of-a-kind happening in the World Wrestling Federation. Whose pick was this? Who's, who, who was the, uh, res- who's the responsible one for this one? Alan. very much a rhetorical question. I would like to name the show the Wrestling Classic, <laughs> Brawl for All Part 2. <laughs> oh, it's not that. No, no, that's not fair. I disagree. I think this was a good paper. Well, we'll get so to that. Why, why did you pick this? Out? Why, why did you pick this? Well, because it it was like a sacred one almost. I never knew it existed for years without the internet. You see, never knew this paper view existed, and then I read about it in the book. I'm like, right. oh, oh, this sounds interesting. So yes, I wanted to track it down, which I did on the internet, and watched it and. You know, for me, this is a time capsule. This is this this perfectly embodies like this period of time for wrestling, all the characters and stuff. I just think it's it's quite a unique little event. I think unique is a word for it. If we could clarify something from the up, I mean, last month you were saying it was the WWF's first attempt at pay per view. Yep. But this is after WrestleMania one. WrestleMania one wasn't a pay per view. Correct. Oh, right. I think it was like. I think if you want to be pedantic, it was like uh, sold as a pay per view in some markets, but not like in America. Can I also point out, by the way, and we'll get to it when the time comes, but I was able to give Al a YouTube clip of something he never knew existed as a result of this show. Wow. That I can't wait to hear about. Yep. You didn't buy it, though. No, but we'll go into that okay. later. Yeah. We'll go into that later. Yeah, you and me. Because you and me had a conversation about this. And I was like, do you not know this even existed? And it was just like, I had to send you the YouTube link. <laughs> anyway. I, th- I think I might know what the bit is, but we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get there when we get there. You will hang fire until now, yeah. So it's the Wrestling Classic. What at the Rosemont Coliseum? Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. What an intro, though. What an intro. Oh wow! Yeah, that's it's central. Got, it's got the old logo graphics. Oh my goodness! It's live and WrestleVision, whatever the hell Re- that was. Wrestle, yeah, no, WrestleVision. What? Why isn't <laughs> that still a thing? No it maybe is. Why isn't this podcast called WrestleVision? You have to have it installed because then it would be like too close to ChuckleVision in the Steam tube. WrestleVision, WrestleVision. That's what the guys are doing now. <laughs> Isn't that, our, like, network. isn't that one of the Chuck Withers died taking a 619 his neck just snapped or is that oh. no that's a leash door that's a leash door isn't it sorry I got confused sorry already already I got decrying confused. the good name of the Chuckle Brothers I got confused between the Chuckle Brothers and a leash door sorry <laughs> my own mistake as you do <laughs> yeah as you do <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Barry Trackle taking a 619 that would have been amazing <laughs> could you picture it <laughs> can someone please make a photoshop of that for the love of god please you make just, that happen for me you just tripped onto the rope with Paul Trackle on the, on the ropes going no <laughs> <laughs> not to me um, both wearing like singlets like big daddy singlets oh my god <laughs> dear god I can I can Pretty do a Photoshop yeah. WrestleVision with the Chuckle Brothers. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Chuckle Brothers. 
written that down. <laughs> Put that down to the edit. I remember that, yeah, Chuckle Brothers. <sighs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, I do like the fact that the whole idea of the Wrestling Classic is, is a one-night tournament, and the winner doesn't get a title, the winner doesn't get a number one contention or anything. The winner wins a car. No, the winner is no, there's no title shot on the line. They just win a car. They don't win a car. The, the public win the car. Yeah. It's a member of the audience. Who go, you know, it's like a sweepstakes oh, person gets the car. Right, yeah. They just get like the honour of winning the wrestling classic. I had in my notes here as well, the winner got a Rolls Royce Silver Cloud 3. <laughs> I don't write down the I too, you and fell into that trap. I was under that impression yeah. that the wrestler but got But I think the well. problem is, like, they oh, spent all their money on the Rolls Royce, so which means that their graphics for the uh, for the draw is like a big load of sheets of paper stuck to a wall oh, with some that. passport photos stuck on there. This is the greatest ghetto setup I think I've ever seen. And it's off to one side, you can't really see it. Lord yeah. Alfred Hayes is stood there awkwardly with some with Susan, who's just there. Well, good. With a We're going to get to Lord Alfred Hayes being a bit awkward later on. Oh, <laughs> so that's the first people, first people you see is Vince, Lord Alfred Hayes and Susan stood next to what looked like a really bad uh, PowerPoint slide nailed to a wall <laughs> with some random pictures of wrestlers all over it. With me at this moment, my colleague, indeed, Lord Alfred Hayes, along with Susan Waitkus. And here we have... This extraordinary tournament lineup, the drawing was held this afternoon, and a most interesting one indeed it was. And Mean Gene Okerlund was on hand, and I would suspect that the conditioning of these athletes, Lord Alfred Hayes, is really going to be tested here tonight as never before. Well, we know that the wrestlers are the finest conditioned athletes in the world, but this is going to be a magnificent test for them. You can take the decathlon, you can take the marathon, the triathlon, roll them all into one, and they're still going to need more endurance than that. This is the ultimate test, not only of courage, not only of physical endurance, but of mental test also. All and right, then. to that's win it, that's what they're going to have to do. It's what you needed. It's all, it's all you need. It's quite. It's simplicity in itself. You simplicity just need some itself. A4 sheets quickly printed and whacked on a wall. Yeah, with like saying with Susan pointing and getting in the way of the, of the cameras most of the time. Well, indeed, indeed. Um, but here's a young-looking Vince McMahon. We've got Lord Alfred Hayes as well. Yeah. Oh, Lord Alfred. Isn't it good to see Lord Alfred Hayes again? It is until his hands stop wandering, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Good, good evening. I am Lord Alfred Hayes. Those are some gigantic manager you have, madam. Let me have a few. <laughs> he was always good. I always, I always yeah, that's voice. what the women uh, said afterwards. But, uh, but have, you, have, you, have you witnessed this entire show, Al? Yeah, of course I have. This is a show that has made. This is a show that has made me somewhat. My opinion of Lord Alfred Hayes has gone somewhat downhill. <laughs> We're jumping the gun. We've already got to the end when they give away the car. All we need to do now is share the credits roll, and we can say, "Right, that's it. Done. Podcast done. Yeah, fantastic. No, 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 no. Second last point. Okay. Move on. We, right. So let's stop from the beginning. Back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, back let's get. To, to, let's see the highlights of the draw with some dudes in a bowl. Oh God. As we said earlier, the luck of the draw took place earlier this afternoon. Here are some of the highlights of the drawing out of the fishbowl. Gentlemen, if you'll witness, go ahead, Rick Steamboat. Okay, King, uh, here goes draw the your first opponent. one. Here we go. Davy Boy Smith. Wow. He's, he's a fine young man. He's a good man, too. It's going to be, be a tough match. It's going to be interesting. All right, Elizabeth, if you do the drawing for the macho man, Randy okay, Savage. Good draw now. Do the thing. Okay. 
The name is Ivan Petsky. Ivan Petsky! They need no good. Get out of here right now. You messed that up too, didn't you? Well, as these gentlemen witness, Mr. Fuji, you can go ahead and make your drawing now for your man, the magnificent Morocco. Who's his opponent? Quito <laughs> oh. Santana. Oh, oh. You in big trouble, boy, son. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that. Uh, this may be this you may see, WCW's Tombola wheel. Uh, you see, I don't know, I don't know. Are you just doing this to piss me off? Or do you deliberately not, do you deliberately not get the dynamics and stuff? It's it's the old-fashioned storytelling and classic Al, Al, things. Al, can, can yeah. I be the first person to say this to you? This show yep. shit. I'm sorry. No, it was not. I am not having it. I'm not having it. You can not have it you want, but I'm just... Gang up on me. Oh, here we go. Right? I'm not having all you people gang up on me. Remember, I won the Bushwhackers. But, um, yeah, that was a one trick. No, no, no. You see, you see, this show is how proper wrestling should be done. Is it? Well, not not wrestling. Sports entertainment. This show. Sports entertainment should be done. Is it anyway? Um, <laughs> my highlights for the beginning bit is there. Surprise, Jack Tunney's there, okay, even though okay. even though I'll he's the president that should be there. Surely. Did, did you watch Raw and the Attitude Era? Yes. There you go. Fifteen three-minute matches. What's the difference? <laughs> Everyone raves about that. Yeah, because that was God. a weekly television show. This wasn't the greatest thing ever as Vince. The ultimate to... test, I believe, yeah. as it's well, referred it was to. The right. ultimate test of stamina. Yeah. yeah, it was the ultimate test of how do well I get through the show without breaking my TV. Yeah. You see, you see, I don't even know. What was it to be, what was it to be offended for, this show? Uh, we'll get to it. Um, match. Well, every match was so short that you couldn't complain about it. <laughs> Yeah, Only got open. one point in the in the in the opening run up to this. During the actual draw, you have people walking up to like the kind of dr- uh, the tombola thing, it's picking out names of who they're going to fight. But who decided who got to draw? Because obviously that means that only half the field can draw. Oh, they, I, they had a draw. They had a draw for that. a draw for the draw. Draw elsewhere. A draw for the draw. But don't okay. forget. Okay. I just uh, from a kayfabe point of view, you're surely only going to allow half the that only eight of the 16 can actually draw anyone out the hat. I mean, what they could have done was they could have said, right, the top eight seeds get to pick, you know, their opponent. That would have made more sense, surely. But, but again, it was it was to weave the storytelling in. Like the whole there, thing okay. on the with the match. There, okay, okay. There, was, there, was, there is no story. Um, I, I, also... <laughs> I just think the whole point of the draw was to weave them little bits in. Like, as soon as Elizabeth picked out Macho Man's draw, you know, that that's the dynamic between them two again. Hi. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll see. Okay. Uh, we got JC Venture and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary. Yeah. Uh, they, they also confirmed that the, for the Wrestling Classic, there is only one rule, and that's to win. <laughs> Isn't that the rule of every wrestling match for the history of mankind? No, that, there's no rules. The only rule is to win. That's what, that's what Monsoon says. The only rule is to win. Just that the rules are very simple. In order to progress in the tournament, you must win your match. That's right. What's the time limit on these matches now, Gorilla? The first in the, round. In the first elimination round, there are one fall, ten minute time limits. Ten minute time limit. So that means you can't be messing about in Absolutely any way, shape, not. or form. Absolutely not. If there's no winner, both men are eliminated. Absolutely. So I assume these are all no DQ matches. This is what I thought. Oh, so they're clearly all like no DQ, street fight, whatever goes. Let's get them all in there once because the only rule is to win. Just to win, do that in 1985, wouldn't they? They should have done, to be brutally honest. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not, they're not going to do that in 1985, folks. There's going to be no street but, fight, uh, Chicago uh, street fights in 1985. Dirty rule is to win, surely. There's no rules. I'm sensing pedantry from <laughs> Gloucester. <laughs> 
All right. But yeah, uh, Jesse Monsoon both dressed magnificently. Oh, their, their epic mid-80s attire was beautiful to see. Oh, it was amazing. So, Especially, uh, I, I always liked Jesse Ventura's jacket. It's beautiful. Oh, because they were, they were like bright as the sun. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, so we have the most prestigious tournament ever. It's the ultimate test. And who are we going to start it off with? <sighs> we're going to start it off we with Adrian Adonis <laughs> versus Corporal Krishna. Now... I kind of remember Adrian Donnelly's name, but Corporal Kirshner, I've got no clue. Uh, I'm sure who it was before. Genuine Marine. Really? Uh, the very short stint. Oh. Uh, yeah, the very short I'm sure he's dead. Yeah, the very short stint. And quite hilariously, he's famous for WWE reporting his death on uh, WWE.com uh, when he hadn't died. Nice. Really? <laughs> nice. I seem wow. to remember seeing this guy um, in like a WWF annual I had in like 1991. Really? Oh, no. Was it repackaged to Let's, somebody else? Yeah, it would have to be a, a sort of like a retro thing. Yeah, I was. 85 and 86, I think. That, I don't even think he Yeah, I, the, I was like, I seem I'd remember the picture of the guy, unless they were doing like, you know, people who had a few matches and then flopped and disappeared. Ha ha ha, <laughs> section in it. <laughs> or somewhere like that. Very possibly. But, anyway. Oh! Um, I just, he, I just learned pretty, something, actually. He was pretty much Sergeant Slaughter's kind of replacement because Sergeant Slaughter had a fallen out over a, a toy contract. So was I, this the G.I. Joe thing? Yeah. Yeah, so I think right. okay. when Vince loses somebody, like when he lost Hogan, let's just repackage somebody else. Luger, you'll do. You'll be the new Hogan. Yeah. Is so that why Kirshner yeah. a brass band on the way to the ring? Then, <laughs> um, well, Corporal Kirshner used the Marine theme. Yeah, I don't, I can't sing it, but that's what they used. So yes, it was oh, okay. a similar jolly jazzy music. Yeah, I mean the crowd give him a good, a decent. You know, they pop for him. He does yeah. WrestleMania two as well. That's his. That's his other pay per view. All right. Um, so this match is, as I alluded to earlier on, a lot of these matches did not go very long. But this one, the first thing I wrote down here is the ring sounds odd. It sounds so it, loose. Lucky for me, he's on the opposite side of the ring. Adrian, now, oh, look at that beautiful suplex. Well executed. Down hard, there's a good shot. Of the beautiful, mouth of the south. Beautiful move on the part of Adonis. And he slowed the corporal down now. That's what I mean about the unique atmosphere. This is kind of a transitional period where they come into the more like sets you're used to, the more flashier rings. Did anyone notice the ring steps? Yes, I did like see I that. They've got these weird ring steps, this weird ring. It's not quite suitable quite yet for pay-per-view. I think, again, it makes the event quite unique. It's not quite what we would expect from a pay-per-view mm. um, going forward. And you get the, all the refs are like wearing different clothes. Like there's some guys mm-hmm. with like the traditional, you know, bow-tied refs. Like the, is it, um, or Dave Hetman's doing some matches. And there's other guys wearing like blue shorts, <laughs> sorry, blue trousers <laughs> and some kind of shirts. <laughs> See, I yeah. wonder if this is Vince perhaps pulling in refs from other territories at the time. No, Possibly. I had to go through the lost property and find some Dragon Ball movies. <laughs> 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 um, do you want a summary of this match then? Sure. Well, it's like they, they, they confirm like these opening matches, like the opening, they've got like a, a 10 minute time limit, so you've got to be quick. Mm-hmm. So they launch straight into a headlock. <laughs> well, yeah. It is a bit, it is a bit rest holy city, this match, isn't it? I mean, Adonis is a bit beefy, but surely he's got a bit more go to him than that. 
Well, I think what you've got to remember is he's probably pacing himself up for the rest of the match. That's true. That's a good point. That's what it is. He's um, fighting smart. He's not fighting flashy. He's fighting smart. Yes. Like that. You could mock it, but I thought the finish was very good at this match. It was odd, but it wasn't horrific. Is this, is this the suplex that is then reversed into DDT? Yeah. Oh, that was quite a good three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a... <laughs> boom, done. But I mean, we're in the... We're, we're, we're in the era when people are like in the crowd are going nuts for like an arm drag. This is true. Yeah, yeah, the there's a moment later on, there's a move done later on where like they're talking about it like two matches later because they're so stunned by it. So it's <laughs> definitely that period where things is like, like where clotheslines have been like the high spot of a match is starting to go into like people doing kind of more stuff from the top rope. Like with Macho Man as well, especially like a lot of his stuff from the top rope, which you just, I guess you wouldn't see like the normal people doing. Doesn't, Macho gets does he get his elbow in on any of these matches? I can't remember now. Uh, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. No, let's spend the next five hours discussing the next match. Can I please do this match? I'll please. What like I said, this is this is kind of a sports entertainment thing, and every finish to every match has kind of got a little some of them have got really quirky, silly in some cases, things. But I thought this was beautiful. Nikolai Volkov sings his national anthem. Dynamite Kid gets fed up. So he literally lamps him with a drop kick and pins him in about nine seconds. It's not just a drop kick, it's a top rope missile. Top it's a missile. Top rope, <laughs> he tried yeah. to take his head off. Because he's insane. Um, yes, it's a little chronist. <laughs> but um, again, I thought it was... Because you need quick matches. You do. And uh, it was, I just thought it was, it was good. I mean, yes, it's not going to... It's entertainment. It's not a classic yeah. wrestling match, but oh, it's no, entertaining. No, no. Seeing the rookie ass kick, you know? They, they, they got to rattle through them because they got 16 matches. I mean, how, how many did um, King of the Ring have? Like, for the Dutch uh, uh, Maybe, like, I, five, yeah? Like, the yeah, two semis in the final, normally, wouldn't it? They would, no, no. It, it used, the proper King of the Rings have the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah, true. That's so bizarre. Yeah, the proper... The, Proper sort of ninety three, ninety four version had like yeah, you know the quarterfinals, the last last eight, and then I will I will say I, I did enjoy this. I don't even really call it a match because it went like eight seconds, but mm. it's very it sort of reminded me of uh, Alice Kosov was doing in New Japan, where he would get the crowd to sing the Russian national anthem, and generally people let it happen, but sometimes wrestlers would just take him out halfway through. And it reminded me of that in a way. Like we say, Dynamic Kid being stiff? Never. Never. Oh, no, no, when no, he lands no. with that drop kick, he bounces about three feet in the air because that ring yeah. is so soft. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the ropes as well. Like when they, like they, they seem really loose in all sorts. It's like, it, doesn't, it feels like they've got, they've got there and borrowed another ring. I don't know if it, they've borrowed another ring or if this is just the, the arena's ring. Yeah. Like if, if it belongs to the arena. Even like the um, the canvas is like the wrong colour, like the kind of typical WWE ring. It's, it's purple. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it looks mm. a bit odd. So I think, that, I think this is just the venue's ring as opposed to WWE bringing a ring from Which Stanford. Is crazy. Like, when you think about it, like, you know, two, three years after that, like the, the, when the machine's properly kind of like, you know, stamped itself over the, over the, the, the nation. Mm. Like the, to think about the WWF would rock up to Reno and like use somebody else's ring, like that just seems insane when you think about it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Once, like, so once the machine's going and once they've got the money coming in and etc. But I think this is still, as Al was saying earlier, this is still very much the transitional period yeah. of WWF being still quite a, not as so much a regional uh, show, but not at the level where they can bring their own equipment. Yeah. Everywhere. They're still relying really, on. Like, they're in the kind of the the, the heavier 
bits of the the rock and wrestling, are they? Probably towards the yeah. tail end of that because it's yeah, it's starting to fizzle out by this that's point. Starting to out, but it's still like you know, WWF has become like the national um, mm-hmm. brand for wrestling, essentially, hasn't it? Yeah, at this point, but they they, they haven't quite made that transition. Which probably, I would probably say like after WrestleMania three. When it's like it's then becomes like a giant machine of marketing and promotion. Uh, well, by that point, it's reached to such a level that Hogan slabbing Andre was the antithesis of everything that Vince been building up to for the previous three years. Yeah. But that one moment in front of, depending on who you speak to, ninety eight thousand people, or who speak to the Iron Sheik, sixty point four thousand people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is like the, the, the even though they've had WrestleMania and they've had like that kind of big moment, it's still they're still building up to being what they would be mm-hmm. I suppose you know by like you know the early 90 kind of period well you know not probably like 88, 89 where it's like properly big before it kind of tails off a bit in the early 90s I don't know if there's perhaps this show exists as a way of presenting the roster to potential fans I don't know if that, that was the sort of Get some year behind it. I'd love to know what the sort of reasoning for this show existing yeah. after doing Mania 1 because it feels like it's it must be just before they get everybody in from, is it, um, World Class? Yeah. So there's no Million Dollar Man, there's no Jake the Snake. It's not Memphis you're talking about. I can't remember, I can't remember what, um, I think it's Memphis. Kind of came in. Million oh. Dollar Man's mid, Mid-South, wasn't it? It's Mid-South, yeah. Oh, it's Mid-South, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one, sorry, yeah. Yeah, because like, after that, they kind of... I know of a territorial system. Yeah. Well, 87's when DiBiase came in. Jake's not long after this, maybe a few months for Jake yeah. after this. Because they hoover in like a lot of the, the, they start hoovering in people from the territories after this. I think JYD's well, I think, probably one of those, but I think they already have a lot of people on this card. I don't think it's been with them long, like the Bulldogs, mm. uh, Ricky Steamboard, Savage. They haven't actually been with the company that long, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, but because like when I think of eighties WWF, it's you know Jake the Snake and Demolition and all those kind of guys, which are it's just uh, that's still like eighties, yeah, like yeah, they say like 80, 80, 89 kind of probably era it WWF. It's still anyone who appeared in WrestleFest in the arcades. Essentially, yes. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, the, the next match, um, Macho Man versus Ivan Putski. I guess Putski's like a WWF holdover? Yeah, well, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, like a two-generation thing. It's like the old guy who's mm. going out versus the guy who's very much on the up. I mean, Putski looks great, though, to be fair to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so great that Venture managed to screw his name up more than once by calling out Ivan Pudisky. I know, I love that. Proper Jesse, that, isn't it? Probably proper Jesse Ventura just like just refusing to pronounce the guy's name right and yeah. monsoon getting annoyed. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah. They kind of do this weird story angle, don't they, where that's like his man, isn't it? Macho Man's kind of his man. His and pal, he he's kind of coaching him in all sorts, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but the, the finish is good old heel cheating, scoops of legs and two feet on the rope. Not just on the um, rope, he's on like uh, the middle turnbuckle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> After an eye gouge as well. Yeah. Well, three minutes that one went. That's Yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> was epic. Wow. <laughs> the next match And then Macho belts on down the aisle to Yeah, yeah he's, he's done, he's off to as soon as he's done. Yeah, then, which uh, is I think we can, I think we can give him the uh, the conquistadors seal of excellent healage. <laughs> oh yeah, all of it like the when he keeps bailing outside the ring and um, like going up to the crowd and all sorts like that's kind of classic era, early era macho, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him just like hopping um, out, going through the ropes, moving, moving uh, Liz from corner to corner post, back in, back out again. It's brilliant. Yeah, he gets oddly protective of Elizabeth, which I think was actually in real life as well yes. by the sounds of it. 
Yeah, um, overbearingly so. If you see the dark side uh, of the ring, I believe the that next... is the case. Yeah. Before we've got the next uh, match, though, you do get an interview with, uh, well, it's not so much an interview, it's more Vince's backstage updating uh, the wall over the last couple of matches, updating the, the, <laughs> updating the, the A4 sheets on the wall. Yep. Look like. And uh, then uh, Nikolai Volkov walks in and starts groaning about how he was He was robbed. robbed. He was robbed. And now the Macho Man advances, and I suspect we're going to have more surprises as time goes on. Oh, I'm sure we are. Let me tell you man, man, right here on the front of 20,000 people and 2 million people on American television, I was robbed. That's why I call American justice, and people love it. They don't expect me singing my Russian national anthem, but when I was robbed, they love it. What do you mean you I bet you love it. What do you mean I was robbed? I didn't even take my shirt off. I bet I never ring, and everybody go one, two, three. What do you mean I was wrong? Mr. Volkov? I guess maybe Dynamite Kid was laying for you. Maybe you wa- maybe you sang that Russian national anthem just one time too many. McMahon, I have seen Russia who last laugh, he laughs the best, and I've not finished my laughing yet. It's just come to me, like, you know the thing on the wall? It reminds me when you used to get, like, in, um, at the start of football season, you used to get, like, the wall chart for the Premier League oh or whatever. Oh, my God. And what, you get well, the, the wee cardboard shirts? You used to yeah. put the league ladders? Yeah, you used, yeah, to, used to get them and shoot my... Put it on the wall and kind of move up and down and stuff. Because, like, I they've got... This. All, yeah. Because they've got all the kind of lines there. But they, they don't move the photos. They've got more photos for each round. It's ridiculous. It's like they're new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some <laughs> super office tech having to, like, copy these pictures as quickly as they can backstage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he won't. Quick, get a photo copy off on the wall, quick. So next, the next match, a very which is Steamboat versus Davey Boy Smith, which I thought when I saw the first round draw, this was going to be the one. Yeah, well, it looks I like woofed. If you look at the names alone, you, you would think so, but in reality, it was. No, this one, this one's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. The ending's a bit bad, meh. The ending's a bit meh, but the action beforehand. Well, I mean, unlike the other matches, they didn't like start with the lockup; they just went straight into it. Yeah, but the both faces, which is quite interesting. Mm, yep. It kind of gives it more legitimacy, I guess. Like you know, anyone can fight anyone. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I thought the two of them did well. I mean, both of the Davey's not long in the WF, but he's, as you know, he's he's a good wrestler. So, Beanboard. So yeah, this is the sort of match that you wish maybe got ten, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was, I was like, I could have watched this a lot more. You know, you know, they had this gone gone the full ten or something. Like that. that would have been awesome. Did like a match like this ever happen again? Uh, I don't know. I'd be surprised. I'd, I'd have to I'd, look because I mean, like, um, st- by the time because the, the Bulldogs. Like obviously sticks well mainly in the tag team division, and then they they go come back, and then by the by that point Steamboat's come and gone again, has he? I can't remember my timeline for those two. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Steamboat comes back in ninety one, and Bulldog comes back in ninety, and they yeah. team up. They actually team up at SummerSlam ninety one. They're on the same team, but they're not yeah. fight each other. Yeah, and uh, also Steamer's not a good nickname for Steamboat. No, I agree. I don't think no that's so yeah that's unfortunate I did I like again the finish they're trying I think you're right sometimes you're right and this might be more of an introduction for people for wrestling because again a a bizarre finish and another alternate finish I guess with the two baby faces they tried to think of a way but basically Davey Boy straddles himself on the top rope Mm-hmm. And uh, the referee deems him too injured to continue. So <laughs> Which is a, it's a strange finish. I saw one. Yeah, because like he just crotches himself. It's not even like you know out to the to the floor, which is like you know bare concrete or anything like that. It's just, but you know, like um, 
you, you ran steamboats all like all protecting, worried about David Boy and all that. So yeah, it, it, it protects faces. both of them. You've got to keep them both faces at yeah. the end. You see, again, it's it's the way where they try to work things back in cavepaper days. This is even, weird. even still, if you want to protect both baby faces, the the, the sub obvious clue surely is don't book them against each other. Well, because yeah, then it, it's yeah, but the one at the the one at the kind of make the tournaments a bit more seem legit. Yeah, because people then, I mean, to be fair, there's lots of the King of the Rings that didn't bother, and it's always face against Seedal for quite a that, lot. That's there. true, yeah. Or you get, like, but the problem is, if you go too random, you like, keep it popular, and you get, like, the lethal lottery where it's like, oh, Jesus. Pairings <laughs> make no <laughs> sense whatsoever. I'll, uh, I'll throw in there. The King of the Ring was a few months before this, the first King of the Ring in 85. Uh, the final was Don Morocco versus What Heel. Bear in mind, Don Morocco's a heel. Um, um, wasn't it? Oh, um,. Was not Junkyard Dog? Oh, heel. Oh, heel. Sorry. Uh, oh, I don't know. God. It's random. It was... no, the final of your first King of the Ring was uh, Don Morocco versus the Iron Sheik. Iron oh, Sheik. Wow. What? <laughs> hey, talk about right. Yep. Yeah, when did um? Oh God, I think back to his name. The one, the uh, Flair and uh, uh, the first arcade. Harley Race. Harley, Harley Race. Yeah. When did mm-hmm. um, Harley Race win King of the Ring then? Uh, next year, eighty-six. Ah, okay. Because, like, oh, yeah, I think okay. when I first heard, heard like, first became word Harley, uh, Harley Race, he was uh, King Harley Race. And obviously, then it was King Haku, wasn't it? If I remember my lineage correctly. No, yes. no, King Haku. Oh. No, no, King Haku. No, King Haku's eighty-nine. He was king before him then. Uh, there wasn't one. I, I, I don't just forgot about it. Uh, even though Don Morocco was king, this is the way Don Morocco was king of the ring. You don't mention the big deal. Next year, Harley Race gets a crown and everything. He's king of the ring. Year after, Macho Man wins. Nope, nothing. Harley Race is still the king. So they just ignore it kind of from there. Harley Race is the only one who got anything uh, from winning the well, king of the ring. In the early I bet race. they kind of went, oh, Harley, can okay, have the crown back? And he was like, no. <laughs> well, Hack, you had to beat him for the crown. I think we, did we cover it in more Rumble 89. That'll be a thing. So the, uh, the next bit we have is uh, Mean Gene with Junkyard Dog. Yep. Um, I've written here JYD definitely same words but didn't take mm-hmm. any of them in at all I need, I, was to gonna... my dust, I need to get my Dusty Rose dictionary for this one who's the guy in King of the Hill that you couldn't understand was it Boomhar <laughs> Boomhar yeah I was just like yeah bro even Gene is listening to him at the end it's, it's, it's good, Mean Gene, because when the people get behind you, you give you that endorsement, you give you that frustration. And, you know, once I get out there and I hear them screaming and holler, they have given me that drive, Mean Gene. Right now, i got to get myself ready for this match, baby. All right, I thank you very much. Junkyard Dog to square off against the Iron Cheek as part of the gigantic wrestling classic 16 men in an elimination tournament. I could, I could vaguely make out, I'm here thanks to the man above. And mm-hmm. con- congratulations to the Chicago yeah. <laughs> that's a very Iron Sheik promo for a heart button yeah. completely without it. passion completely without any kind of like you know like Grr, just like yeah mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm. Um, <sighs> let's have a match yeah let's have a match so yep. we've now got the Iron Sheik versus Junkyard Dog this is literally the fastest I've ever seen the Iron Sheik move he <laughs> was um, a bit more buff in these days just like. a bit yes he was definitely on the medicine I think during these days <laughs> Well, I've just got here. Uh, Sheik attacks straight off, uh, choking with his cape. See, there are junk- no rules. Junk- junkyard dog, and I've put it down here, junks up. <laughs> um, what, what does he, he's, he's sarong or something? Um, 
Yeah. Monster and calls it a comic book, doesn't he? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the dog then misses a head but uh, gets locked in I put the in the accolade but I, it's yeah. not <laughs> camouflage so, which um, JYD escapes by just kind of falling out of it yeah it's very sloppy by iron I, I do think that is a very sloppy spot I'm going to give you that one surely the minute JYD went limp the ref should have called to the bell this is this is a risky strategy but there's no rules so you can't do a submission I, I, I don't know Pedantry from Gloucester speaks. <laughs> well, I'm just repeating what Gorilla Monsoon said. He said, there's only one rule is to win. No, and he's just... Oh, come on. That's what he said. I'm going to put the other clip in again right now. The rules are very simple. In order to progress in the tournament, you must win your match. I bet you will. I will. Many times. I will. That, that, this clip will be played many times during this will. entire podcast. And at the end of the episode yeah. as well. Probably. Don't, you, don't yeah. you worry about that, sir. No, well, I'm not. Good. Um, yeah, that's the shortest so far. <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah, junkyard dog pins um, uh, cheek well, after cheek. Just argues with the referee. Yeah, pretty much. JYD gets up, just like nuts him essential. It was a very if, Glasgow finish. <laughs> it feels like a Survivor Series, like like in the Survivor Series where like clotheslines can finish people because they got to get through the match quick. I guess. Well, yeah. well that's pretty much JYD's finisher, mind you. Well, yeah, that's to be true. Fair. Yeah, to be that's fair. A um, but the, the Sheik seems to have fell an awful long way, hasn't he? You know, like... Um, Is it a year ago like he was champion? Stuff, you know, and he, yeah, he's kind of getting jobbed out a bit, I feel. Oh, I think this was probably him coming to the end of his sort of hot yeah. peak. what, two years off his arrest, his cocaine bust? <laughs> uh, yeah. With Duggan? It's about that, isn't it? With Jim Duggan. Yep, yeah. his infamous Rick journey with uh, Duggan. Traveling with his American-hated partner... Um, Opponent, you know, it's not not very good. Not very good. <laughs> anyway, uh, Terry Funk promo. Yay! <laughs> I love Terry Funk. So what, do I. What I love is Mean Gene's face. You get, like you can't even stop being bad to be near him because he stinks so much. <laughs> just, just Terry Funk just shouting and spitting his tobacco flying everywhere. Mean Gene's just like, oh my god. He gobs tobacco towards the lens of the camera <laughs> and it's dribbling yeah. down. It's, yeah, it was so good. So was this is Moondog Spot versus Terry Funk, and straight from the off, Funk. So yeah, I think um, I think the missing link was originally the wrestler. I, I, I had that wrote down. Sorry if I got it wrong. And oh, it was okay. The Moondog was, and I must admit, again, it's it's silly wrestler, but I enjoyed this little spot. I I quite enjoyed it as well. To be honest, it was very. It, it was a good way of playing, getting a heel over as a heel, but then making him yeah. look stupid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Two heels battling each other, essentially. But he's not really, he's not really like stupid. He just like kind of just Terry Funk just tries to take advantage of a situation and it just backfires completely. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, con- he convinces Spot that um, that they don't want to fight and they should just go backstage and have a drink or whatever. Even though so, that would eliminate them both from the contest. It, oh mm-hmm. no, the two, the two good, the, the, they're just too good of friends for that sort of thing. So they go backstage and Terry Funk hammers them from behind and tries to get back in the ring. But Spot um, drags him back out, and the ref's got the count going. Even though neither of them are in the ring, he still just starts his count. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> Referee's given up at this point. Referee's got then, no rules either. Terry Funk backdrops Spot back into the ring on the count of nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his plan totally backfired. Makes no sense. But let's see, but because they do say like if if it's a draw, you're both eliminated from the from the contest. So why does Funk not want to? Uh, sorry, well, I'm trying. He does. Well, I, I know what his plan is. But he wants, he wants an easy win, so he thinks Thick Moondog 
will just fall for him. He'll he'll knock him out, run back in the ring, and he's through. That's that's his that's his whole point. But he has uh, a plan, yeah. Thick as Terry Funk thinks. Is this where like um uh Jimmy Hartness is like just jumping up and down like a really angry toddler? <laughs> Who skinned the tiger? Yes. Tony the Tiger just going mental in the ring because he's so angry. Next, we've got the oh, the former Intercontinental Champion against the current Intercontinental Exactly, and yeah. former Don Morocco against Tito Santana. Uh, Tito when he was Mexican. <laughs> well, this week he's Mexican. Are we going to point out um, the little promo beforehand? Me, Gene, and Morocco backstage with uh, Mr. Fuji. Oh, yes. And I was quite surprised to see Morocco with his own T-shirt. <laughs> which because it's like 85 you know I think Hulk had his own t-shirt but I can't imagine many people, anybody else on the card had a t-shirt to sell Don made the t-shirt himself he, it was the only one well I've written down the t-shirt's better than his promo that's for sure well Don Morocco <laughs> was never known for being good on the mic nope nope and I think um, yeah you say Tito's in the ring with the belt I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've ever actually seen him with the belt because like I've always been aware that he was a champion at some point but like I think by the time I was aware of Tito Santana, he was like on the on the backside of um, the strike force split. Because he, oh, he won like it the... back off Valentine, and then he loses it to Savage. I think. Yeah. Like in year two, he's lost it. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever actually seen him with, the, with holding the belt or wearing it. So it was like, oh yeah, he was champion, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Ah, I forgot about that. What have we got here for the ending? Tito was on the ropes during the pinfall. Uh, uh, Chico, uh, please, to quote Jesse Ventura. <laughs> He's another creative ending for you. Uh, I can't actually read my own handwriting in here. Don Morocco uh, power slams him. Referee counts three, and Don Morocco thinks he's win. Yeah. But at the last second, the referee notices Santana's foot on the ropes and doesn't bother telling Morocco the match is over. Santana <laughs> just small packages him for the win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very, very bad referee. It's a really well, weird finish, isn't it? Uh, well, you I can... I think someone's just been paid to think of 16 different weird finishes. <laughs> I was going to say, there's some weird and wonderful matches going on here. You could, the one thing you can say is not all of them, they're not all sort of carbon copies and ending in the same way kind of well, way. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I think it would be difficult to have a carbon copy of this. <laughs> Possibly. Um, so we get, um, there's a problem with Bobby the Brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently he hates Paul Orndorff. Yeah. And who can blame him? Who can blame him? Um, yeah. <laughs> Vicious. And we get we launched straight into Bob Orton versus um Paul Orndorff. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um which I think is one of the sort of best first round matches. This I, Steamboat and Bulldog. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean like if you're talking about like the most mid eighties of mid eighties WWF matches, surely Cowboy Bob Orton was a Paul Orndorff. <laughs> like you can get more mid eighties than that 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 pairing, surely. That's true. The, the fallout from WrestleMania one. I was uh, literally about to say that they were yeah. on the same team, and he hit him with the hit him with a cast. He did to, to the end. Yeah. To Is end that what up. made Paul maybe uh, Mister Wonderful the face? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, good looks. Because like, again, like whenever I think of Paul Orndorff, he's always a heel. Like, I've never actually seen him in the babyface role. I don't think. No, it's, it's not. It's not a long run as a babyface. I don't think. No, he turns face. He turns heel against Hogan again, um, and then mm-hmm. he turns face again. So. <laughs> it was a big show before his time. <laughs> I was literally, literally about to say that. <laughs> and then obviously, but, Cowboy Bob. Cowboy's got his broken wrist, which Monsoon confirms he's had for seven or eight months. Yep. 
He's yeah. a slow healer. He's a slow healer. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this was quite a fun match, and the crowd are going absolutely ballistic. They they, they, they off, don't they? Yeah. I, it's just two men have clearly got a problem with each other, as we've already explained, and they just just take it out in the ring during this tournament. Did um, on the network? Yeah, I guess you had the censored tights uh, <laughs> on a sunset flip, uh, and the tights go a little bit low. We get a bit of uh, a bit of uh, pixelization there. Yes. Oh yes, you get a kind of Ric Flair style. Yes, yeah. yes, a bit too much on show on the old uh, butox. Yeah, yep. the all the, lo- oh, the uh, lower abdominal muscles as Monty might say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. The Glutimus Maximus area. Mm-hmm. And again, this was another match where it, the, the, clearly when they were mapping it out, they were wanting to protect both guys. So by the end of the match, nobody was lower, nobody was higher, because this match ended in a DQ, of all things. It does, yeah, because uh, Orton uh, wax uh, Orndorff with the cast. He does indeed. Trusty cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Orndorff goes through. Orndorff goes through. Even though there are no rules, he gets disqualified. Bobby Heenan had a £50,000 bounty against Paul Orndorff. He did, yeah, didn't he? Um, But uh, no no one wants to claim it just yet, but that does come into a little bit of a tiny bit later on. But anyway, so that's our first round complete, I believe. It is, yeah, that's it. That's the last match. That's all. And for our intermission before uh, the quarterfinals begin, here is Lord Alfred Hayes being a giant creep. (laughs) Yeah, I've written down at this point what the hell is Alfred doing to that woman? (laughs) <laughs> he, he's he's very very close. He's about a foot shorter than her, so he's just kind of doing this kind of weird kind of like schoolboy kind of like looking up to her. All right, back now with the uh, special wrestling classic elimination tournament board and uh, Alfred and Susan and Alfred. If we could have your attention, Alfred. Excuse me, Alfred. Oh, we have your attention for a moment, sorry. please. Part of me thinks. Do you not think it's a Vince Rib? It must be. Did you not think it would be? Hey, Alfred, it'll be really, really funny when the cameras come on you try to give her a hug. And because that was kind of okay back in those days. Because I think what's happened, like, <laughs> like the lady, Susan's got like this kind of frilly dress on and I think Alfred's like stood to her side. He's got one arm round her on, holding her like uh, one arm and then his other arm is holding her other arm. But because of his height and position, it looks like he's cupping her breast. It pretty much is. Yeah. But it, I think he's like, his hands on like cool. the top, like, uh, top of her arm, like, you know, like a hug side side hug thing but it looks like he's fondling her I don't think she was into this hug regardless I think she was paid to smile and she's doing the best that she can she Uh, looks exceptionally uncomfortable with the circumstances yes yeah there's there's not much to be proud of in this segment it's just Alfred looking (laughs) like a child who's found all the sweets oh my oh (laughs) that'd have got taken off the air (laughs) can you imagine um Thankfully, then, um, this load of sports analysis is interrupted by Terry Funk. Yes, Terry <laughs> yeah, Funk saves the day. Alfred's like, I can't believe how much man won that match or something. It's like, he had his foot, feet on the rope. Let's uh, take a look at the board now. Well, I think in that first match, Corporal Karchner was so enthusiastic to win, his inexperienced show through. And I think Adonis was a little lucky there, but he made it. Dynamite Kid, well... <laughs> What a surprise. I can only say a fantastic surprise. I was delighted. Um, Ivan Putsky and Savage, I thought that Putsky should really have won that match. He was the Polish macho man himself. Somehow or other, Savage managed to bring that off. Then this was a fantastic match. Steamboat and Davy Boy Smith, it could have gone either way, quite easily. But Steamboat has a little more experience 
and uh, he, he won then. The rest of them, of course, uh, well, Junkyard Dog, I think, was a surprise. Definitely spot. What a surprise there. Was that amazing? Oh, absolutely incredible. Santana and Orndorff as well. Well, I don't think you could have seen a better first round anywhere. But who is going to have that strength and endurance to go through? Alfred, did you, did, did you not he, see he the match? He in the second row. Did you not watch it? He's like, oh, somehow, clearly, somehow I, I match I won. Clearly was watching something else. Yeah, tits. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was watching. That's what he was watching. But yes, Terry Funk shows up to save the day, and Terry Funk just goes off on a rant about how he was robbed. This is a travesty. It was just, Terry Funk is just wonderful in this time period. It's, it's, it's a shame he's not used anymore in this entire evening. It would seem. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it must be an old old company going network because they bleep out WWF, don't they? Yeah, it's it's weird. Even though I'm sure they said it previously, but I, who knows why? Maybe they're only allowed to say it so many times an hour. It's like AEW get one shit per hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So is this quarterfinals? Yep. Yeah, we're on to um, Dynamite cool. Kid versus Adrian Adonis now. Yeah. Um, in which Dynamite is quick as anything. You yeah. forget how bloody good Dynamite Kid. Oh, well, it does was. help you in a six-second match for his first round. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. True. I mean, they, I mean, they play up a lot on that, though. They play up a lot on the fact mm-hmm. that you know Dynamite Kid didn't have to really do anything for his first round match, and Adrian Adonis yeah. had relatively yeah. more to do. Who, I mean, to be fair, Adonis looks like blown up after doing a slingshot, and. <laughs> He's not he the fastest guy like in the, the world. He's the most athletic person. No. No. You put him next to Dynamite and it's like, oh, hello. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see like Adonis is like the kind of barrel chested early 80s wrestling and Dynamite's I what wrestling's going to come in, you know, going to be coming Ironically enough, it? considering their names. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, Jesse Ventura has to go and talk to the Macho Man. Yeah, he's yes, off. he realizes he's, he's on next. So he has to go and speak to his client. I was wondering yeah. that. Do you think he really did or do you think he just needed a piss? Don Carlson was doing commentary for New Japan he would get up before Minoru Suzuki would come out and it would always be he has to go to the bathroom that he, just, he would just say, I need to go. I need to go and speak to somebody. Or he was, it was literally he was going for a piss. That was what it was. But. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I think, you know, you're sitting there for that long. I don't blame them. Being don't blame them. Oh, uh, you know. It's like, um, but Jim Ross in his book describes this because apparently it's like, you know, when he's sitting doing like a three hour long pay-per-view and being the age that Jim Ross is, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, it's like kind of going, it, you know, all these sort of like younger commentators often ask JR the advice, kind of going, well, how do you, you know, not hold it in go to the bathroom and hold it in and he was there and then apparently Jim Ross word, sage advice was just say wear dark pants son wear dark <laughs> pants <laughs> oh god which is like wow I mean it's the same as Formula 1 drivers Formula 1 drivers piss themselves all the way through the race apparently yeah I don't know why though, but I imagine for, for Jim well, Ross it will smell of barbecue sauce I don't know why <laughs> But I just got well, that smell in my mind now. Spent a hot coins um, thing when it comes crashing down and it smells <laughs> in my pants. I've just had a really big piss. <laughs> You're always going to hear that now, are you? Anyway, I've just had a really big piss. Na 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 na. I'm having a wee, and no one's stopping me. Ba 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 na ba da. 
<laughs> what about that snap suplex on Adonis, eh? What, what about that? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've oh. got um, Adrian Adonis is the Randy Orton of his day. <laughs> oh. um, this is more offensive to watch. Explain. <laughs> Well, it's just like he's, he's quite boring and favours a good old headlock. <laughs> um, so, um, Adonis... Is the mouth interferes? Yeah. Yes. He jumps up on the apron, doesn't he? And then the he goes, does jump up. He, like, knocks... The, Adonis runs into... I think he's supposed to run into his megaphone. Yeah, I thought about it. didn't quite but look like that yeah. good the spot, but yeah. it knocks him out, runs into Jimmy Hart, knocks him out, and then Diane Mike Kid gets the win. Yeah. There you go. And then the big tantrum by Adonis, literally like a toddler who can't go to bed, <laughs> just on the floor, kicking his feet and hands. Yeah. Because he's looked over and he realised Jesse's got the toilet before him and he's like, that's yeah. that's oh, I need... <laughs> <laughs> He needs a really big piss. Uh, speaking of Jesse, he's backstage with Mean Gene. Having come back from the bathroom. Yeah. Washed his yes. hands. Uh, he confirms <laughs> three heads. Bathroom. <laughs> uh, he confirms three heads are more better than one. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. You know the saying, two heads are better than one? How so? Two heads are better than one. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, now stop and think about three heads are that much more better than one. Uh, And he also confirms that he's never prejudiced. Never. No, 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 no. And he's also, uh, Ventura's quote here is, I'm the man telling it like it is. Like it is. Bullshit. (laughs) There you go. So we get um, onwards to Macho versus Steamboat. Can we compliment Elizabeth on changing a a dress for every single match in the show? Macho had a a different thing as well, didn't he? Different uh, cloaky jacket each time. But also, looking back historically, isn't it nuts that this is at this point of the card? Well, it's a tournament scene over your Macho versus Steamboat is in in your quarterfinals. Yeah, but at this point in time, it probably didn't mean that much to people, you know? Yeah, but even so, like, they're still, like, two big baby, you know, like a big heel, big baby face. This is my problem with, you know, we kind of talked about the King Ring uh, earlier. Like, normally those have some kind of thread through the match, like, you know, uh, Bret Hart in 93 or, you know, whatever. Like, there's some kind of story kind of carrying the pay-per-view through, which I know this is, like, an early one, so they, they haven't kind of maybe not got to that kind of point complexity, but it's just like a load of matches. There's nothing kind of carrying the hope, like to carry it through. Cause like, you can feel like this would be like, you kind of build up to this match as like the kind of finale to the thing. I can see that. Yeah. Rather than just throw down the quarterfinals. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a lot of different people in matches. There's no kind of like, you know, story to kind of bring yeah, you through. Again, they were t- I think they were trying to do it a bit more legitimately. I yeah, guess, yeah. I suppose you, that's you, probably. You need a story in the FA Cup every year. You yeah, know? you do. There's always like yeah. the Cubs up there. There's this, the small team that does well, or the kind of you know the giant killer, or whatever. You just kind of get through from well, the small rounds to go through. Uh, you know, you've got the same thing, but it's not a, a narrative following the way through. You know, like uh, what's he called? Wayne Bridge wants revenge on John Terry. So, uh, <laughs> 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 well, with a steel yeah. chair. He's got fifty thousand bounty on John Terry. You're gonna beat X amount of people and hope Man you get through, Man United, right. Man City get through whoever it was, and then they're gonna, they're gonna have a little a little match. You know, right, I'm just I'm just imagining uh, Wayne Bridgeton Hill coming out managed by Bobby Heenan. <laughs> 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 John Terry's like John Terry's like what's he doing with you <laughs> you see what you've got to remember as well um, which I don't know if you get it because you criticise the hell out of it but wrestling <laughs> was a lot more simpler back then you know no, you I, didn't, I'll give you, I'll give you that you, people were just grateful to see top stars against top stars 
on telly because, you, you know, most of all was just jobber matches. So just having two guys in the ring, regardless, didn't need a story. Oh, mate, yeah, like the, the crowd are yeah. up all this stuff. They're, they're living the whole thing. And well, you know, just, I think that's better. You don't need a story to tell a match. You just need two people going out there. Yes, storylines should be used to get, you know, in wrestling, but when they're overused and every single match needs a storyline, it just... I'm not saying, like, every match needs a story, but, like, you know, you, you could have some threads to pull through to kind of tie the ma- tie the whole thing together on and just being, like, a load of matches because when we get to the end, we'll get to the end. But, like, this, it doesn't seem to kind of build to anything. Even WrestleMania one only had a handful of matches with me, and the rest of them were just two guys. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what they did back then. I guess that was would it, the, that was the start of the time. I guess. Would it not be the case though? Regarding this, we're going on the fact that obviously Steamboat and Macho Man are what two years away from a barnstorm at WrestleMania three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe they haven't quite, in the audience's minds, reached that level where people care about them enough yet. Well, that's fair. They've only been the pair of them have only been in months, I think. So yeah, exactly. So this is this is really to, to the people in the crowd. This might be oh, it's a decent match, but I'll it's not like that. an I'll absolute barns. Well, you're only applying that through retrospect. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Well, I okay. thought these two these two give you a little show of what they're capable of. I did. Oh, totally. oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Little, oh. It was quite a good little match. Again, more time would be good. Maybe if they cut the tournament to eight people instead of sixteen, but that's that's the way they wanted. You'd have got some really cool stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, the finish we, again, another another sort of different finish. Uh, what was this one? The well, do, 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 do. Jesse Ventura appears to have given Macho Man some brass knuckles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Steamboat back suplexes him back in the ring, but Savage has pulled him out from his trunks. And punches uh, Steamboat in the face mid suplex. Yeah, and then yeah, it's side, it's back in these side suplex. Uh, the the crowd is him. not happy with that one little bit. No, <laughs> don't enjoy this one bit. Yeah, uh, like, uh, you can already see their chemistry, though, can't you? You can already see like how well they work together and how good you know they the match they will have in a few years. I genuinely yeah. think that Steamboat's one of the most underrated wrestlers. Well, he was, and that's why he went to WCW. Where mm. he was yeah, but just generally, just when people look yeah. when people look back. You don't appreciate how bloody good Ricky Steamboat was. You know, is that because he, he, he never had that kind of run at the top of WWF? WWF. Yeah, like like WCW. You know, he was with Flair and stuff. That's where he got. That's where he got billing as the top top star. Mm. Whereas, I mean, the rumor is he might have got there in WWE, but apparently he asked for some time off for the birth of his child. And that that was a big no no. No, in the eighties WWF. Come on, he got pretty much buried after that. Yeah, yeah, when he asked for some time off, uh, and that's where he ended up leaving. Apparently, yeah, Because yeah. I mean, he's in as far as this podcast goes. He's been in this. He, he's been in the War Games ninety two match. Yep, he's in that, and you forget that he's phenomenal was he in that as the, well. The Starcade we watched, the first Starcade. Um, so. 83. Was he with the tag team with somebody? Remember it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's with. Um... Oh, God. Some young kid, isn't it? I can't remember who it is. Youngblood. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's brilliant in that as well. Yeah. And also, he's, can we not. What was the WrestleMania that Jericho fought like? The three 25? Legends? 25. He's something like that. And then, what was it? Snooker is like shuffling his way throughout the entire match and looks awful. He's the oldest man to compete at WrestleMania there. Is he? Yeah, all right, okay. Yep, yep. Um, Beat the Iron Sheik who had the previous record. Wow. And then the Steamboat's involved in that match, and him and Jericho only had, like, what, about four or five minutes. 
But Steamboat could still bloody go. Yeah. Well, when he was on the, um, the Jericho's podcast, I think on the a while ago, he said like uh, because of that match, they were doing like house show matches for like three months afterwards because they were like, the chemistry yeah, was yeah. so good. But did they not give him like um, oh, whatever it was? It backlash or something like that, the month after. Did they not give they him Jericho like a full? Yeah, they, yeah, because yeah. he was that good. Steamboat's totally underrated, man. I mean, it's just like when you don't. It's not a name that comes up when you think, oh, you know, who's on, you know, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Austin, Rock, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. No one ever says Steamboat. It's, it's probably because, like, he, they, like, we look at those guys, like, they kind of, like, lifted up the whole industry to a certain point. Whereas yeah. Steamboat was always, he was always really good on top of the cards, but he wasn't somebody who kind of moved a company up to, to another level, if you know what I mean? True, yeah, he was never really sort of, you know, a bit he major. Never, never pushed one just that company. kind of character, and never kind of like they never put the whole thing on him to kind of carry it. So, but they have yeah. a cracking match here, and it's a weird finish, but you know, yeah, well, but oh, it's great. Please, please let me do the next match. Go on, Go on, then. on before we get to this, um, we've got Mean Gene with Moondog with probably one of my favourite bits of the night. Yeah, where Moondog's just gnawing on a bone. It's gnawing on a bone, <laughs> and then literally at, they kind of cut to the cut to the match, and literally as as they kind of fading off, you hear me and Gene go like, "What kind of man are you?" Hey, Abba. Hey, Abba. Hey. Now, I I am sorry. I'm going to have to refrain from any further comment because I'm totally lost out here. I don't have a clue with this man. Hey. I do know it's going to be JYD and the Moondog next up. Let's go back to you, Gorilla Monsoon. What in the world? What kind of a man? Huh. Are you? Uh, little Gene Oakland, a little uh, discombobulated there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally on the cut, it's like, what kind of man are you? And they kind of go to the ring. It's brilliant. Well, this 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 match again, they're running out of things to do. So it's it's a it's a really short, under a minute match. Uh, they're both getting the ring, and then JYD headbutts them, and then there's no referee. Yeah, so, no ref. So the junkyard dog counts the three himself, and everyone's just fine. They just accept that. <laughs> yeah, just accept Apparently, there's a judge at ringside who gives him the. <laughs> Yeah, where did this all judge the, come from? Do you remember all them false finishes and matches where the referee's down and the wrestler, wrestler counts his own three counts? It's always like yeah. that's the judge. That's all I had to do all these years. It makes no sense. Knew the judge was there. It's a it's a kind of pet peeve of mine. Or like uh, like non-referee winning counts. Mm. It's like the the biggest one I can remember was RVD versus Cena at um, One Night Stand 2006. When Paul I I the, have a fond memory of that match because I was at the sports bar in Glasgow I was by this point blackout drunk and upon RVD getting the three count many men in the room took their taps off because why not (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) yep that was a very very drunken evening for myself and I may have it was grand it was it was great but yeah I I get your point here it's I mean this whole match is just what (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is like right. We need to get JYD through. Get rid of Moon Dog. Let's yeah. just do that. Let's just do a head button finish. Bang done. Mm-hmm. Get get back to uh, Gene and Bobby, but Bobby the Brain backstage again. Let's get out of here quick. Yeah, exactly. And we move on to I think our final quarterfinal match. Tito versus Orndorff. Yes. Yes. This is clever. You see, clever writing that they say is Santana going to take Heenan's offer up for fifty thousand pounds by taking Norton out. Mm. Yeah. Ondorf, sorry, but we know we know that um, that Santana's too good. He's too much of a good guy to stoop to them levels. You see, but there's always that doubt of really actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like how they play this because, like, 
there's a lot of time like um, where Jesse references like our Orndorff. I know the true Orndorff. He's he's not a good guy, sort of thing. They kind of play off that kind of stuff quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah is he going to go back to his heelish tactics? Yeah, because I think Tito comes out with like he's got like his leg strapped, and then yeah, I think he injures it at some point in the ring. So Orndorff's like working over, even though he's like a face, but he's got to win the match. And Jesse's like, yeah, he's going to beat Chico up because he's a bad guy and know what he's like. So that kind of stuff, like, I like that because like, there's a few points where they kind of do breaks and they kind of both get up with their fists raised. And it's like, well, is, yeah. it all gonna, is it all going to break down? And then at the end it does. And a bit of a strange finish, the double count out. Yeah. Again, I think this is a case of they're just yeah. trying to protect. And Jesse's, Jesse's like, oh, I was right, the volcano erupted, I told you. <laughs> I told you. It's like, all right, calm down, Jesse, Jesus. And then we've got the match, which I feel the crowd pretty much came for. Well, can we can we can we stop because Lord Alfred Hayes is now attempting to kiss Susan? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't realise we had a crime in progress. It's got, it yes, we do. It's ongoing the entire time. It's ongoing the entire time. I still think it's a Vince rib. I still think it's something that Vince has gone. It wouldn't be really funny if. <laughs> yeah. it probably went. You know what, Lord? Uh, she she said she's really likes you, and you can you can you're allowed to kiss her and cuddle her the whole night. And the Lord Alfred Hayes going, oh, hey, that's very much. Oh, what a, what a, what a good, good, good show. Do, 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 do you like it in the bum as well? <laughs> and then she's obviously not proving this joke, yes. And she's, she's pulling the police as soon as the, the show's over. I did put my notes back to Vince and Alfred the Lech. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he the describes what? it so far as like the most exciting thing he's ever, he's ever seen, ever. Well, I will do, but let me first of all say there's an overall picture developing now. And it's the most exciting thing, in fact, it's the most exciting happening that I've ever witnessed in wrestling. Now, Randy Savage has had two tremendously hard matches. Why I say exciting is because the Dynamite Kid has had two comparatively easy matches. And now he's going to come against Savage. So that could augur very well for the uh, Dynamite Kid. Definitely the luck of the draw has favoured the junkyard dog. I don't care what you say, he has, he has prospered by the luck of the draw and he looks a very strong candidate. I like the whole situation. Their nerves must be like very electric wires by now, though. That macho might be a bit tired and Dynamite might not be so tired. And JYD's got a buy. It's the most exciting thing ever. It's like, oh, Jesus, Alfred, calm yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so next, what's next? We're out of the tournament for a little bit. Arguably the main event. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Red Roddy Piper for the WWF Championship. The ball out of WrestleMania one. Exactly. There's a big one. So we get Piper coming out with his, uh, his bagpipe band. Uh, yep. Mean Gene Hulk backstage to the Hulk's wearing white rather than yellow at the moment. I guess he's still not. Yeah, that if, that was weird to me. There's loads of Hulkamania t-shirts in the crowd, but he comes out wearing white. It's a bit weird. Oh, I, I like the white get-up. Yeah, yeah, it's not very um, not very often you've seen him in it, but yeah, it's quite good. The it feels like white early, a, like white WWE Hogan rather than, yeah. Exactly right. I was, I was going to say Phil. Yeah, he's the CWE outfit. Yeah. With, his, with his weird headband that's like a, a strip yeah. of fabric just tied across his face. Like he's going to go uh, and commit a crime. He obviously packed his yellow and red in with the referee's costume. Clearly. Has <laughs> <laughs> to, to improvise on his costume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these two get absolutely straight to it. There's thumbs oh, yeah. to the eyes. Crowd uh, offer, aren't they? Hogan clothesline, which Piper just hangs there before selling. Yeah. Uh, two Hogan elbows. Piper off the top rope, but straight into a Hogan bear hug. Yep. Yeah, bear yeah. hug. Um, oh, yeah. To get out. <laughs> Piper with the sleeper, but Hogan gets out of it. Both go over the top rope. Um, Piper's backing off because Hogan's basically bearing down upon him. 
there's a ref bump and that's when Piper gets the steel chair out yep and delivers the weakest chair shot in the history of mankind <laughs> um, well apart from Lance Storms which were always a bit well um, Hogan then beats Piper with a chair does the sleeper holding a chair don't forget oh yeah 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 yeah. like he's not uh, using the sleeper the chair as part of the sleeper he's got a sleeper and he's just holding the chair in his other hand it's like stuck yeah. elbow I thought yeah, like, yeah. yeah. makes no sense but I think I wrote down like you know when we had um, the Hulk was in the sleeper and they going down to three count like like imagine if Piper was actually going to win oh god like imagine that would, what that would have been like if Piper had actually won the belt here what in that way yeah imagine it's like yeah because Hulk is never going to go down well, on the sleeper like it's never going to happen well just fast forward to 1996 watch one of them shows you'll see Hogan go down to the Piper sleeper that's fair enough imagine if they'd actually put the belt on Piper for a period during this well it's it's that thing isn't it that, that there's loads of people like maybe could have put the belt on but they never did um, but yeah you know well they they never did um, also it would have relied on someone else agreeing to be pinned <laughs> <laughs> that would never have happened <laughs> and um, yeah never going to happen I don't think you can pin Hogan's ego to the ground for three. Because really, you, yeah. you, you probably could have stretched this out like the Piper Hogan feud to WrestleMania 2. So rather than King Kong, King Kong Bundy, yeah, I Hogan. Thinking, I thought exactly the same thing. Like That would have been a much better, even made it a cage match, that would have been a much better main event for WrestleMania 2, I think. Yeah. And then they could have had Mr. T against um, Bob King Kong Bundy. in a boxing match or whatever. I don't know about King Kong Bundy, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that would have been amazing. Mr. T got promos on King Kong Bundy. Bundy, you oh. fool! <laughs> <laughs> you ain't no walking condominium. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. I would have retroactively paid for that. Yeah, let's let's yeah, we would have gone back in time until not yeah. universe or WrestleMania two had a cage match between Piper and Hogan. Is is just just to get the straight? Is Mister T and Bundy still a boxing match, or, or what we're doing with that one? Um, yeah, it's still a boxing match. Yeah. Boxing match okay. I don't think I don't think Mister T could have gone a full on one on one wrestling match. Even no, King Kong like, Bundy, can we come on? It'd be like Mister T versus Butterbean. And the, <laughs> yeah, the, the whole joke would have been if um, Orton's hand would have had to heal. Hey. <laughs> be in the boxing match, and it would have been the whole thing of like kind of going, "Oh, is he allowed to have a cast?" And in then a, a boxing match over the top of it yeah, like, would, <laughs> but he just oh. he paints the cast red you see that's oh, how he gets the hair yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah clever. Awesome. Oh, you know what I feel we should have booked Wrestlemania too. I really do I think yeah we do what, what would we be like what five at the time yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that's true I would have booked it better let's be honest <laughs> I do feel the crowd got a little bit cheated on this one because obviously it's still massive after WrestleMania 1. Oh yeah, still the biggest feud in thing, isn't it? A seven minute title match. I just thought, well, I know you've got all these matches to cram in and everything. Yeah, with a DQ thought, finish as well. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought that was... You know, oh, it was... I understand why they're protecting both men because they want to do the house show circuit and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but seven minutes, I just thought, you know, wasn't really wasn't really fair on either... Even though I think it might be the longest match of the night, um, it's, it's not fair on either of them. Oh, is no, it not? not quite. No, oh, it's the, not, fi- no. the final is the next one is yeah, nine minutes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought I thought that they should have made a bit more of that. Then um, just remind me: is it the semis or is it the Rolls Royce next? It's the semis. Semis first, right? Semi. Well, the yeah. semi. There's only one semi. Well, we get, um, yeah. 
Mean Gene backstage with JYD. JYD again, he says words. But you can't. With no passion at all to them whatsoever. Early prototype of Ahmed Johnson, is he? Oof! Shots fired. You know what? That isn't bad, actually, to be fair to him. Because Ahmed was famous for absolutely not, wasn't it? He was absolutely famous. Because yeah. the, cr- the crowd does love JYD, but there's no fire in his promos whatsoever. It's no, just like no. it's just like some kind of connection he has in the ring to the people. JYD is basically Ahmed Johnson with functioning kidneys. <laughs> you remember Ahmed Johnson's "You're gone, da" promo, don't you? "You're gone, da." Yeah, he just sort of jumped and bellowed. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, JYD was pretty over at this moment in time. Yeah. He was, oh yeah, he's popular, but he, he just was, like these promos just make no sense. I think he came yeah. from mid south well, didn't he? So um, yeah, I feel like he's bit... one of the kind of like not one of the first kind of guys in from different territory, but he's like at part of that second wave, isn't he? Where they kind of start hoovering people up. Yeah, because I guess like Piper and stuff is like from the first wave of people being brought in, and then JYD's like on the part of the second wave, and the third wave is DBRC and those guys. What's unusual about this match is. Usually it's the um, the face that's got to have one extra match, you know. The face has got to go into the final, having all the matches. That's true. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here is the face gets a rest. Why <laughs> the heel wrestles his his third match of the night? I think they do because Jesse Ventura can rap the entire time. <laughs> it's a bit of a bizarre thing, but anyway, the match is not too bad between the Dynamite Kid. Dynamite and, uh, Kid versus Macho. I mean, you write that down. That's some match up, that isn't it? That's some like oh, you know, yeah, couple of yeah. guys going going at it again for the five minutes they got or whatever. It was yeah, they did a good effort. The ending once again is a little bit weird though because it's a superplex, but Macho gets the pin even though he's the one that took the move. Well, well, they kind of half explain it by Dynamite. Apparently, Dynamite Kid thinks he's won because I think he, he delivered the suplex and uh, Dynamite Kid went for a small package. Except Savage had a better position, so his shoulder was up. Yeah. When um, Dynamite Kids wasn't, but apparently he thinks he's won the match. But it was Savage's. But yes, you're right. Uh, Savage yeah, takes yeah. the brunt of the force, uh, but still seems to have the savvy enough to reverse the hold. And how uh, shocked are Gorilla and Jesse in the move? Look at this! A superplex off the top rope. What is this? Never seen this. Both men on the top. Oh my, oh my god! The winner doesn't look too hot to me as he's face down on the concrete. Compliments of that tremendous superplex off the top rope. Never seen it before. Let's go back and take a look at the video replay. It's a beauty. Here you see the Dynamite Kid, unbelievable, standing on the top rope. Both suplexing Randy Macho Man Savage from the top rope. Wham! I've never seen anything like it in my life, Gorilla. They're like, he's doing it from the top rope. He's got both feet yeah. on the top rope. They're so shocked by it. It's hysterical. Well, it's 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 the evolution, you know? Yeah. It's, it's evolution. You know, it's like someone short... It's like Dynamite bringing it over from Japan or something. Like, we, we, can, do, we, we can do a suplex from the top rope. It can be done. It's, it's an evolution of, uh, of, of wrestling. I mean, Savage is a good enough uh, hand anyway. I'm sure he would have been up for doing something like that. Mm. Well, as the song says, evolution is a mystery. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Indeed. Now we're... Here we go. Strap yourself the, up, boys. It's the main first. event of the evening. The actual main event. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, we get Vince backstage with Susan again. Susan, who, by the way, has not spoken an entire word so far for the entire page of you. <laughs> no. Now she has. 
And in just a few moments, Lord Alfred Hayes and a host of others are going to be in the ring for the official presentation. Have you ever ridden in a Rolls Royce, Susan? No, I can't say that I have. Well, you could very well have your day. But right now, let's go down the ringside with Lord Alfred and Howard. Susan speaks. Susan speaks. Vince messes up the intro to the ring because I guess the guy's not in the ring yet. We see some VT of the Rolls Royce, then we get four guys making a brief statement in the ring. Yeah, brief and pointless, I think. (laughs) And I tell you what, the crowd is not happy about this bit one bit. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we are going to have a special presentation and find out who the winner is of the Rolls Royce Classic. No, they're they're not here for that. Someone throws a cup at one of the poor guys that are standing yep. there. Yeah. If, if a watch was invented, you would have had a lot of watts, I feel. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack Kenny comes up first, thanks the crowd for their terrific response, gets booed. Thank you very much for the terrific response. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tony. <laughs> The next, it's Basil DeVito. Let's just take a moment and just... That's, that's a tremendous name. Basil DeVito. <laughs> that Danny's brother. And hopefully. Hey. He gets booed. Then we get some marketing guy who's nervous booed. as anything. He's... Yes, yeah, he is. You can see him shaking and slapping his words. Because the Chicago crowd, they're booing him. Thank you, Basil. And now, let's introduce to you a gentleman who represented the firm that handled... The entries from you great fans, coast to coast, Mr. Ed Fibershoff, Director of Marketing for Don Jagoda Associates. The National Judging Institute, which was responsible for the selection of the winners. Um... Yep. Uh, yep. Then we get um, Lord Alfred Hayes, who's, he seems yep. to be loving it. He's like the smile on his face for the crowd. It's hysterical. Hi, uh, Phil from the future here. Uh, I was just editing the show up, ready for you all to listen to, and uh, I came across a bit that we didn't mention in the show, um, but I couldn't let it go past because it's too cool. Uh, basically, this this bio we're talking about the uh, the Rolls Royce presentation. Um, the Fink introduces uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and passes in the mic, but when he passes in the mic, when I was listening to it back, you can just about hear the Fink say to him, "Good luck." which I thought was a brilliant little moment because obviously the thing knows this thing's going downhill quick. And yeah, so I could do a little cut bit now. And so just when you hear it, uh, you can hear the thing say good luck to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> See how cool was that? That was really good, wasn't it? I, I just couldn't let it go. So uh, I just thought I'd drop that in and uh, we'll get back to uh, back to the regular show. Well, I think he's caught. desperately trying to turn something. This is the archetypal turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah uh, keep going. But there's something I want to ask you about Alfred at the end. But anyway, um, so the, the open the envelopes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Alfred mentioned Chicago thinking that'll get the crowd to pop. No, it doesn't. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's just fantastic to be back here in Chicago because we had hundreds and thousands of responses to the Rolls-Royce winner tournament. Uh, he reads the name and he says, uh, let's give him a big Chicago cheer. Gets, <laughs> gets booed. Now I'm going to 
Riviera. Let's give him a real good Chicago cheer. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Your Lordship. Now, does he say cheer? This is what I couldn't. No, I thought, I thought he said jeer is what I thought, but I don't know if it's his actually. No, I don't think he's going to have say to that? actively cheer people. <laughs> because he knows, because he's reading the crowd, you see, that's what I thought. I thought, is he being Oh, crap? right, okay. No, no, no. No, it's a good Chicago cheer, which is it a is boo. A, yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, he didn't read the crowd very well at all. And then we get get, uh, Gorilla and Jesse, who are, like, really properly impressed by what they've just seen. Wow, tremendous. The winner of the Silver Cloud Classic, Jess, Michael Hamley of Illinois. Michael Hamley of Illinois wins a Silver Cloud Rolls Royce. Can you imagine that, Gorilla? I have to uh, get a hold of Michael and uh, make him aware of what's gone down here at the horizon there. By the, by the way, I think the winner of the Rolls Royce was Mr. Uh, Michael v- Hanley. V- no, it was VK <laughs> Van, I think, was the winner of the Rolls Royce. <laughs> I think that's who it was, yeah. Uh, and apparently they removed this from the video, and I can't imagine why they did. <laughs> I know, I've never watched it before. I'm like, oh my God, this is the best. <laughs> it, is, it is like um, taking feeding four guys to the slaughter in front of a crowd who want wrestling. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to see some knobhead that don't know when the Rolls Royce, pretty much. I mean, no, pretty much. Well, you know, I mean... That's, if you can't that's cheer like, for Basil DeVito, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then, of course, WWE would, would give a house away for the first In Your House pay-per-view. That's right. And that was Mr. S. McMahon won that one. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the person who wasn't actually there in the audience? Though? Cause I, think, I think Alfred points to the crowd like, like the guys in the arena, but I don't think he actually was there. Yeah, I think Alfred was probably pointing at this. Think it's the same. Yeah. Is this the same technique as Jim Cornette and Guess Who Won the Pony? His stories about that. <laughs> You've heard those, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was. It was always like the promoter's son or something like that. And whenever, yeah. whenever something's really, really obvious and someone's cheating, it's Jim Cornette's whole thing of, well, wouldn't you know who won the pony? go like, go. I was at a raffle the other day. And it was quite strange, really, because the person won in the raffle won, you know? As, yeah, uh, how convenient. As, yeah. And then he went, he went over to his Rolls Royce and as a priest desperately tried to get a dent out with a hammer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I've had my fun, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Said Hogan. Um, well, yeah, we got, we got Gene Hogan backstage, me and Gene telling oh, the cameraman, yeah. keep the shot above the waist. Yeah, I was going to say, Hogan's just out the shower with his trunks on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he promos to the wrong camera for a bit, sees the other one. Mm-hmm. Orndorff just kind of wanders in, does a promo. Yep. Then Hulk realises that Orndorff's getting last words, so he starts promoing over, over Gene, trying to throw back to Vince. And yep. it just ends in a big mess, because uh, Hogan's got to get the last word. Hulk's trying to going to be together, brother, because we're blood, and you can bank on that. I well, mean, Gene, you know, the way things have been going around here, man, they always have a ace up their sleeve, man. They've always got some kind of trick. Well, you know, the Hulkster never tells a lie, brother. And, you know, we would never do nothing nasty and underhanded like that, man. All I got to say, brother, is me and Orndorff got a little surprise for you, man. We've got a little surprise, and I can't wait. Holy mackerel, talk about being bent out of shape, Jess. Because you can't eat Penny Hogan's ego. Yeah. You just leave Mr. Hogan alone. <laughs> he's he's in this show. We're having to talk about him because you okay. picked it. 
So, yeah. so when, when's, when's the big bit come up, Cameron? Is that... What, the big bit that we were going to talk about, the clip bit? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether to do that right at the end, because obviously... Okay. Right. Let's go to the main event. The end of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's Macho so, Man versus JYD. It's the final. And Macho Man's wrestled far more minutes of wrestling than the yes. pit. Dog, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Baffling. Comes out and limping. Just through, uh, lets everyone know on commentary exactly what a cheat junkyard dog is. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, wrote down, that's nice. <laughs> I love the beginning where, like, um, where I put, uh, Macho pulls this in front of him, like the big cheating bastard he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, I think the Rolls Royce lock is sucked the energy out of the crowd. You reckon? You reckon? We're in for home time now, <laughs> and um, this is the longest match of the night. Yeah, and yep. it should be the most exciting. Savage nope. tries bumping a bit. You can see he's tired. Uh, JYD yep. doesn't really give too much. In yeah, I they think get a chair because Macho, get, Macho gets a chair. Then he throws a chair at JYD. What did I write down? He grabs a chair and just Goldberg's against his head several times. <laughs> Uh, Macho just keeps going like he jumps in one side of the ring out the other side of the ring back in again out the other side yeah I must admit for the I didn't I thought this was one of the most disappointing matches of the evening I thought um, this is why I think like why would you put this last when you've got the you know are they trying to get JYD over as a big face is that why he's, he's going yeah, through I think, so. I think that's exactly the plan yeah that's exactly the plan yeah I just think he just didn't seem to have that like main event or or whatever he just didn't yeah. seem to want to put well, that work ethic in to try and get the match Savage was trying you know he had something backwards and forwards but I just wasn't getting that impression that there was a lot going on there no I mean um, I mean Monsing's still talking about the superplex from two matches ago he's well excited about that <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that done in 25 right. years plus in professional wrestling a superplex with both men standing on the top turnbuckle Mean Gene comes onto commentary and he says, uh, "The greatest spectacular of all time." Is how he describes the <laughs> That's uh, almost the a sentence. <laughs> yeah, almost a sentence. Uh, Macho was this bit where he goes to fall out of the ring, but he kind of catches his feet on the top rope and just sort of like is upside down in the rope for no good clear reason. No, yeah, I know you mean. What and then mean, Macho, yeah. uh, Macho then gets him outside, then just starts beating him outside like uh, he does his double axe handle to the floor, slams him into the post, another axe handle. Hits him with a chair because why not? There are no rules, as we previously confirmed. Yeah, the rest are rules. Very lax, very lax on that one. No, no, he literally like, waffles Joe D with a chair. Mean Gene yeah. goes, Mean Gene actually says, shouldn't he be disqualified for that? And I think Gorilla Monsoon just kind of shrugs audibly. Gorilla Monsoon, tell me if I'm correct. Could not the Macho Man been disqualified and Junkyard Dog automatically been declared the winner Absolutely. of this wrestling classic? Absolutely. I think so. No place for a chair in anything. And they move on. Oh, the referee wants a fair winner or something. Or yeah. <laughs> as he's tra- this match ending as a disqualification. Yeah, as, as, oh. he's saying that as Macho's choking JYD on the guardrail. <laughs> we want a fair match. We want a fair want winner. A fair match. Gentlemanly contest. Yeah. I was thinking right down here. Not exactly high energy final, this. No. No. Not at all. But then, like, JYD does some headbutts and there's a big pop to it. It makes no sense. Maybe they think it's going to be over in a minute. Well, it is because Macho Man gets back body dropped over the rope to the floor. Which looks nasty on the concrete, to be fair. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. No, and then Macho gets counted out, and JYD wins, because, as we know from Lex Luger, you always win on, the, on, you always win on a uh, countdown, don't you? Yeah, well, big balloons and ticker tape. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get any of that. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't get any of that. Thanks for coming. G'day. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You didn't win a Rolls Royce. No. 
Uh, yeah, so JYD oh. wins. He's just kind of like uh, ambling around the ring. Macho's like trying to get back in from the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Gene tries to talk to JYD. He's so excited about winning. Like, I can't understand what he's saying. Who knows? And then Jesse just, decide, I guess, decides to get some kind of passion into it. Jumps into the ring and starts promoing on JYD. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Mean Gene. It's been a hard fought thing. What the devil is he doing in there? What are you, what are you doing? I'm protesting this thing. This guy did not wrestle as many times as Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage had to face the dynamite kid while this dude was sitting back in the dressing room doing nothing. I told you, Jesse, that's the luck of the draw. I'm sorry for the interruption. I'm sorry for the interruption. I apologize. I ain't going for it, Oakland. I ain't going for it. Randy Macho Man Savage should be declared the winner of this tournament. And I go on the record with that. And they know I tell it like it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's literally calls him a cheater again. Yeah. Calls him a cheat, calls him a cheat. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, then we, we go back up to Vince. Uh, Alfred says it's been his best night ever. We wonder why. <laughs> yeah, but is this the bit where poor Susan has to actually kiss him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really uncomfortable. Susan, who has never seen such action, as Vince says. Oh, wait till later. Hey, hey. Uh, Vincent describes yeah. it as the first annual wrestling classic. Thank yeah, fuck it. It. <laughs> the plan was to have more, but Sandra was sent Scott hold of Vincent away. If you do this again, I'm going to literally kill you. But they didn't add another pay per view for it. took them uh, till '87, two years before they added. Um, they had to pay off the Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's probably true as well. Because next WrestleMania 2, the next one after that is WrestleMania, literally like WrestleMania 3, isn't it? Or is it Survivor Series? Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. And then we get some, uh, some end credits, which was interesting to see on a WWF show. Mm-hmm. It's a very get, WCW uh, Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's a very WCW thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Producer of Mr. Man. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, executive producer of Mr. Man. Producer Nelson Swagar, there's a name. <laughs> Director Kurwain Sel- uh, Silfies, there's another name. Uh, your old man Basil turns up on the credits. You see, hey. assistant di- has got a weird role. What's his role? Assistant- um, admin assistant. That's it. Yeah, I knew he yeah. had a, a strange role on the credits. Blimey! You see, um, as an assistant director, you got Kevin Dunn pops up on the credits. Yep. Yeah, and then Jesus. we end on um, Hulk Hogan's face in a sleeper hold. <laughs> There's no hair on these credits. Listening, listening to his theme, I've just had a really big piss. <laughs> that's not actually, that's an edit. <laughs> and, and that, that was that, the Wrestling Classic That's the Wrestling Classic 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. That's your pay-per-view. So what, what, are we, what, 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 what are we thinking of this pay-per-view then? It's hard to gauge this one, I think. Because no one gets time for a match. You're saying at the start, though, is it? You say it's all right. <laughs> That's my defence. <laughs> it's all right. I'll tell you something. At this point in time, it is the greatest WF pay-per-view they've produced. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, probably, yeah, it's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, granted, I'll give I you that. Well played. For actual quality of matches, it's not brilliant. No. No, but no. it's... It is interesting from the point of view that it's kind of like a prototype event for what they would move on to later on. It's a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's the WWF trying to bridge. This is kind of the gap between your bog standard sort of spit and sawdust house shows to a televisual product. Yeah. And it's them kind of trying to gear up. 
you know, some people have entrance music. There's, you know, uh, there's a, yeah, a presentation the to make it, yeah, There's a presentation to make it like look like a proper sport. Um, you know, there's that kind of idea there. It, there's a lot of ingredients that are kind of formulating that will become the WWF as we know it throughout the late 80s and early 90s. Hmm. And from that point of view, I think it's well worth a watch. Yeah. So here's the big question. Is it better than WWF Brawl for All? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, good. It's not the last then. So next on the list is Starcade 91. Uh, Starcade 91? When did we do that? A long time ago. What the hell's the main of Stuck in that? Stuck in 91 was the Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery. Oh, right, okay. Oh, it's better than that. Forget that, Stuck in. Okay. Next up. It's better than that, yeah. Next up is WCW Greed, our show from last time. Oh, no, it's got to be better than that. Sorry, it's got to be. It's got stars in it for a start. Well, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It depends. If you're going by purely you know, modern day wrestling sensibilities, then you'd say Greed was better. But I think there's more of a historical interest yeah, in this. Yeah. That's, that's uh, what I'm saying. It, it's, the, it's the package that this presents. Not, yeah, you're yeah. right. On the wrestling scale, three-minute matches, although they're watchable and quite entertaining, there's mm. no wrestling content. It's much more sports entertainment content. That's true. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So if it's better than Greed, the next hurdle that Scott's get over is World War III 1995. Now, I didn't do that one with you, so I'll leave your judgment on it. I do like the gimmick war game matches. Um, not war game, battle royal matches. I Triple do. battle royals. Um, What's the one following that out of curiosity? The one after that is Halloween Havoc 1996, the show that never should have been. Thanks, Phil. Nice. No, I meant, I meant on the list. That is next on the list, Halloween yeah. Havoc 96. Did we, but did we do that? We did yeah, that we accident. did. Oh, Mr. Mr. Because somebody couldn't fucking read an article properly. Well, what? you know, I I, I formally apologised for that at the time. You um, did. What? What happened to you? So, Phil wanted to, us to watch a fantastic WCW show that he'd read about in a certain magazine, but what Phil hadn't realised was he'd misread the time, sorry, misread the date. Yeah. It was so, the, instead of doing Halloween Havoc 98, we did Halloween Havoc 96. Oh, <laughs> so you wanted to watch the Hogan Warrior match? Yes. Oh, <laughs> So what was the main event for 96? I don't remember. Old, it wasn't the bloody Yeti, was it? I think it was. The, actually, I think it was. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Halloween. No, it wasn't the Yeti. Or the Yeti. The Yeti. <laughs> or the Super Giant, whatever he was called. The Yeti. Our main, our main event here was Hogan versus Savage Miss Elizabeth in a neutral corner. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I definitely didn't do that one with you. I think I would have quite enjoyed that oh, one. Was that the one where, like... Um, oh. I, I thought you. I thought you only checked out for the New Japan and the All In yeah, one. I must have been all this. I'm a bit because if I knew it was Hogan and Savage in the main event, I would have been there like that. You know. Oh, I'm disappointed with that. Okay, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, I haven't done right. you, so I'll have to use a lot of these. I, I, I probably enjoyed this more than World War Three. I agree. So it's more, higher than that. More yep. than that. More than Halloween Havoc. I don't what's, think so. I don't even remember Halloween Havoc. <laughs> what's the next one after Halloween? The next one after Halloween Havoc is Night Starcade 1983. Where for the gold. Oh, now we're kind of getting a bit... I, mean, I don't think it's going to go above that. See, that, that, that had flair. 
Harley Race. Race. Yes, well, I'll tell you what, we'll do a compromise. I okay. We'll put it above Halloween Havoc. Yep. Because mm-hmm. then you've got both paper, first pay-per-views back-to-back. That makes sense. That actually. sounds good. Yeah, that I'll go with that. Let's go with that. 21st best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> there we there go. We go. Fantastic. Good. good stuff. It is decided. Yes, it is. Written in uh-huh. stone. That's it. <sighs> totally, it's totally canon now. Totally canon. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 not guilty of crimes against Doctor. Sorry. Wrong one. Oh, Wrong one. Lord Alfred guilty of a lot of things in this one. To be fair, <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes is uh, guilty of many things, but that's a retroactive punishment. Yeah. That's a bit, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who's deciding Lord next? Alfred Savile. Come on, Jesus Christ! Oh, wow. That's a tag team from hell. It's Ewan's, Ewan's uh, pick. It is my pick, yes. And we have, during doing this podcast, we've, we've come across a, a sub unofficial quest. And that unofficial <laughs> quest is, is there actually a good WCW pay-per-view out there? Oh, yes. Oh, no, another one. <laughs> no, yes. So, Jesus so Christ. I decided that I wanted to find a good WCW pay-per-view. This okay. show has not one, but two main events. Okay. And it also contains the following match. Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner against the Miracle Violence Connection. Oh, oh right. We are going okay. to Mobile, Alabama, June 20th, <laughs> 1992 for WCW Beach Blast. Beach Blast 92. It also... <laughs> Bulldog in the main event. Um, no. no, no, sorry, no, ninety-three. It'll be ninety-three. 93 yeah. This, this, the other. This is actually quite a historical one because this one also has a thirty-man Ironman match with Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude. Wow. Okay. Oh, just what I was saying about Rick the Steamboat being amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also contains a Sting versus Cactus Jack and a Falls Count Anywhere match. Oft. That's, this sounds really good, actually. <laughs> Ooh, I'm in I like for this. this. I'm in for this. That is, that is our next show. I, have I found a good WCW pay per view? So, You're gonna have to find like, out next time. I don't know for you guys, but like '92, I'm sure WCW was on like Saturday mornings. Yeah. So um, you'd kind of see this weird little window into this whole other company you never really heard of before because well, everything was WWF. Just tell you a little story. It, it literally was in every other region around ITV except bloody Northeast, wasn't oh, it? So, hey, <laughs> so yeah. I, no, never got the. Yeah. The only time I got to watch it is when we holidayed in the Scottish borders, and uh, I would watch it about one o'clock in the morning. It yeah, was on, right. worldwide or whatever. Obviously, it was WCW worldwide. Yeah. yeah At this point, you, your man Flair's over in WWF, isn't he? So they kind of like yes. they've lost one yeah. of their kind of big names, so they're all trying to do stuff, and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, oh, I'm really looking can forward I, to this. Can I give you another match? Go on then. The same main event is Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Nikita Volkov. Sorry, Nikita Koloff, sorry, against the Dangerous Alliance, Arn Anderson, Steve Austin, and Bobby Eaton. Ooh. I'm well in for this. I'm well in for this. That Rod. sounds really good. <laughs> do, do, we get, do we get a cherry on the cake with an appearance by El Gigante? Sadly not. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sorry. It's no, not the perfect... I didn't say it would be the perfect pay-per-view. I just said it'd be good. No, that'd be if he came back and he was... Um, if he was uh, Mecha Gigante, that'd be the... Exactly. But when I saw the Miracle Violence connection against the Steiner Brothers, I used to thought to myself, yes, I want to see violence. Yes. That sounds like it's going to be awfully stiff. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's going to be wow. amazing. 
Mm. Can we? Can I? Can I just reverse up a bit? We never got to mention Meenal's video clip. Oh, but that's sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, we're reminded about the fact that obviously at the end of the main event, Paul Orndorff was with Hulk Hogan, and I remember yeah. texting Al going, "Is this the reason why Paul Orndorff was shilling the Hulk Hogan fitness program on TV adverts?" Mm. Oh, I remember this. And Alan did not believe nope. such a thing happened. Really? No, of it. I don't I, believe I've I, seen this either. I, I had to send him the YouTube clip. It is literally an advert with a kid trying to exercise in his room. And then the wall kind of bursts open, and you think it's going to be Hulk Hogan, being mm-hmm. as it's the Hulkamaniacs exercise kit, but it's Paul Orndorff who's shilling it for Hulk Hogan. Yep. And, uh, Can I have that sent to myself, please? I will have that on the Facebook page post haste. Hold uh, on. I looked one up um, on eBay. Six hundred pounds for the. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> really. Oof. <laughs> Hmm. Right. It, 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 right. it, was it a book or was it like a video thing? No, no. You got everything. You got a tape, dumbbells, skipping wow. ropes. Yep. Um, help me out, Cam. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember now. There's a full, full like kit. The sweat bands and stuff, didn't you? You got some armbands and some headbands. Um... It, it made me the man I am today. <laughs> and yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Just like uh, the DDP yoga of his day. Yeah, pretty much. Hold on. If I go into YouTube a minute and go, you can edit all this out in the, in the meantime, Phil, sure. obviously. You know, you don't want me just sort of tapping away at keyboards, do you? I just suddenly remembered yeah, that. Yeah, we, we do. That's what the people it. listen for. Paul Orndorff. Uh, if I go Paul Orndorff, uh, Hulk Hogan, is that going to give me the advert? I did find it because I sent it to Al. What no. you want is Hulk Hogan workout set commercial. Muscles like you guys. Wow, Mr. Wonderful! You can start by getting in shape with the Hawkamania workout set. Great! It's got everything you need: head and wristband, a jump rope for warming up, a hand gripper for power, dumbbells for strength, an exercise poster, and even Hawk's own workout tape. The Hawkamania workout set. You from LJN. Are you in shape yet? Yeah! Oh! But I was I was quite sure. I genuinely thought that Al would know this existed because it's the I sort of thing you'd be well that, that make considering you know Vince's bodybuilding fetish, and we can call it a fetish because that's what it is. Well, that's oh, what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Like it makes perfect sense that kind of thing to be done. Did, didn't Triple H do one or a book or something about working out a while ago? Yeah, but well, the thing is, it, you wouldn't. <laughs> it, it, the thing is, it's not Hulk Hogan advertising it. Nope. <laughs> I mean, also Triple H's book would have been called Book Your Way to the Top, The Easy Way to Win Friends and Influence People. Ooh. <laughs> and it would have been shaped like a giant shovel. <laughs> yep. But no, I'm, looking, I'm well looking forward to uh, to that WCW one. Yep. Does sound quite cool. Yeah. It was, it was, well, I did have an alternate in case you guys didn't go for that, but I'm really glad you guys went for that because you would not have liked the alternate. Uh, I'll bet you don't don't say what the alternate is because Phil will probably pick it for the next one. <laughs> is it WWE or uh, WCW? It's not. It's neither of those two. Yeah, okay. You probably did the right thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was borderline xenophobia there. UWF was it? What wasn't UWF? Whatever that. Um... Oh Jesus, no. <laughs> No, no, no! It was God UWF. Wow, I mean that's that. The show we watch, Heroes of Wrestling. Oh boy! 
Has <laughs> people been watching um, Dark Side of the Ring? I've not seen any of the new one yet. Oh, that's pretty pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. No, no I didn't no. watch those. Is this, on a, is this on YouTube? Yeah, well, I don't think they're officially on YouTube. They're unofficially oh, on YouTube, okay. but they're going to be on Vice at some point. So. Yeah, it should be on, like, I think that'll be, well, they're on like the Now TV app, I think, now, because it's on one of the pay channels, but then it'll land on the All 4 app at some point, because Vice has got things with that. It's really confusing. Yeah, it's weird, the oh, setup yeah. for it, but... Yeah. Definitely, the first season of Dark Side of the Ring was good. I also enjoyed the wrestlers as well. I don't know if you guys saw that. That's got your nope. way to see that. That's got your way to see that as well. There's some really, really good episodes in there. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's TV Corner then. Well, we did that's TV Corner at the beginning and the end. That's true. Your, yeah, that, you see, yeah that's, exactly. how that's how we do it. We kind of bring thematically the whole thing together. Yep, always, always, <laughs> including Matthew Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if Matthew Kelly, Kelly had like a sign off when he finished the show so uh, I don't know I'm just going uh, to go find out now did he just go bye would he see, see you next week I uh, think it was just case to go on you yeah, until next week bye, bye. while the German kid's like licking the floor trying to identify where <laughs> he is the stamp. <laughs> Birmingham floor yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah yes the, the pebble mill vintage <laughs> Why does it taste like semen? Oh no, that's oh. it. Oh. <laughs> end it there. End it there. Oh. We'll end on that note. Oh. <laughs> this is usually the bit with the music's in the background, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've gone. Don't worry, camera. We're out. We're out. That's right. Okay. We're out. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we're gone. We're out. Finishing there. anything for Stephen there. I've got a Super Nintendo Wrestlemania game and the first ever British Bulldog World Wrestling Federation video is the first one ever to get one of these in the world. It's the first British Bulldog tape ever. Well, Not even in the stores yet. Yeah. Yeah. An autograph picture of the British Bulldog. Ladies and gentlemen, British Bulldog. Oh, right.